The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention when you were just talking to me. One of those off. What are you pointing at? I know, I just like to randomly do this. <laughs> I thought it was on and you were pointing at something else, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it, relax. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. Mm-hmm. How the hell did it get 81 degrees out all of a sudden? I don't know, but I like it. The temperatures are like Powerball. <laughs> yeah. 64, 3, 81. Because it's going to drop. I was like, yeah, spring is like finally here. And they're like, no, it's going to drop again. No. I got to dig out all my uh, all my summer clothes. I'm still used to layering. I had three yeah. shirts on when I, when I left the house. I know. Look, you can see my ankles today. Oh, how risque. All right, all right. Four bars. I'm not mad at it. I stepped out completely. I'm, I'm using them now to test how well your health is doing. The bash is over. He can get the papas in I again. I know, right? I'm still recovering. I, I gotta can be, tell. I've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so much work. It just it takes so much out of you. Facebook's acting like a little bitch today. It does that a lot. Yeah. A lot. I think we're up online. I'm, I'm still checking. I mean, yeah, we are. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what you were checking. I'm like, I can tell you we're online. It's my job. No, I mean, like, I, usually I share it from the Valley Patriot page uh, to my okay. page. Yep, yep, yep. And then I got to check my page to make sure Facebook did it right. Because Facebook sucks. Um, I got nothing. Thanks for coming, kids. Well, the song's nearly done. You better. I know, right? Except it has the secret. All right, hi, how you guys doing? Uh, my name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Although I'm not sure why. Hi, top two guys. Smoke <laughs> shop at the Studio 21. Podcast can be, I almost took today off today because I really don't have a whole lot to talk about. So uh, I don't want to discourage people from watching, but uh, uh, I did have a quick conversation this morning with Karina Papalato over at Daybreak. And uh, she, actually, she's, she's the head of the psychological center, but there's like so many different programs. And the one that I work with the most is Daybreak. So I always say she's from Daybreak, but she's actually the head of the Great Alliance Psychological Center. And they're running a Kentucky Derby fundraiser for. 
uh, for Daybreak and for the Psychological Center and all the little programs that they have, Women's View and and Pegasus House. And I'm, I'm, I, I am going to ask, because we have somebody zooming in to talk about this, I am going to ask yeah. when they're going to have one for men. Because, okay. you know, being the kind of guy that I am, I'm always looking to go the other way. And they have, like, Women's View, Pegasus House for Women. And I'm like, okay, well, when are they going to have one, like, for men? That's, you know... I mean, the homeless shelter's for everybody. Daybreak, right, right, for everybody, right. And the... Uh, women's View is obviously for no, women. Pegasus House, I think, is, is for either. It is? Residential right. Treatment and Recovery Service Program for tra- uh, transitional-aged youth and young adults. It doesn't specify All right, male. okay, very know. good. All right. But I'm sure she can well, clear more well, of that up than I can. Have. I'm just reading off the internet. Right. So. And I'm just going to give them a hard time about it because that's kind of like what I do. Yeah, um, I know. So uh, I want to thank our sponsors because sometimes I forget at the top of the show to do that. So let's get that done right now. McLennan Real Estate Century 21. Uh, definitely time to have Matt come back in. I see all kinds of stuff going on in the real estate pages. Uh, in the Valley Patriot, we print the um, Register of Deeds. Paul Nicello sends us all of the foreclosure notices and sales, property sales from the month before, and we print them every month. And... For the, it's usually three pages. We usually do three pages of all the sales because we cover North Andover, Lawrence, and Methuen, and oh, Andover, North Andover, Lawrence, and Methuen. And for the last couple of months, we've only been doing about a page. In fact, I think this month we have like a page and a half. So we got to get Matt to come back in and talk about some of the real estate stuff. Zany Pesci Law Offices. Want to say hi to Vinny over at uh, the Zany Pesci Law? He that guy is so stressed. We got to bring him out for a. We should bring him out to Tomos or something. And, and get him a drink. He's, he's a very, seems like a very stressed guy, <laughs> you know? And he shouldn't be. Like, you've seen his wife, right? Like, if I was married to that, I wouldn't have one minute of stress left in my life because I'd also never leave the house. Um, Zanny Peshiwoff, and then the Marsan and Sun Construction. I want to thank Ronnie Marsan, who he called me on Monday and he said, Tom, I still got to give you a check for the scholarship donation that I pledged. And I looked on my sheet and I had him logged in as paid. So I said, no, you're all set. You paid. And he said, no, you must have made a mistake. I did not pay you. Now, I don't know. I, how many people would do that? If someone, if someone called you and said, no, no, don't pay your electric bill. You're all paid. And even though you know you didn't pay, most people would go, okay, fine. Right? They just they throw their hands up and take the win. Uh, Ronnie Marcian, such a great guy, such a moral person. And this is one of the reasons why I like to surround myself with people like Ronnie. He's like, no, Tom, you definitely made a mistake. I didn't, absolutely did not pay you. And then he met with me and he, and he, and he p- gave us the money that he pledged. And I, ke- I spent an hour and a half trying to figure out why I had him logged in as paid um, when, he, when he hadn't paid. But what a great guy to say, no, no, I'm still giving you the money. I haven't paid you. Most people would go, oh, I paid you? Okay, fine. So thank you, Ronnie, for that. That just kind of says a lot about what kind of a person you are. But I hope that guy runs again. I hope he runs either in the East End or for mayor or something because to have to have somebody like that in elected office, I miss that in Bethlehem. Like we've got we've got Jessica and we've got we've got Eunice, and and pretty much that's it. I know I'm going to get crap from all the others to say, oh, you mm-hmm. didn't mention me, but for the most part, that. You don't have a lot of people in Methuen in politics like that. Also, want to thank EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli. I haven't been there in three weeks, so today I'm going right after the show and I'm stocking up. <laughs> uh, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Clear Path for Veterans New England. Just want to let everybody know the uh, the veteran that we got in um, to rehab last last Wednesday, last Thursday morning. 
Um, I got a call yesterday from Yanitza over at Clear Path for Veteran. He's still in rehab and he's doing well. So I know that when he gets out, they're going to have an apartment for him. They're helping him try to find a job. Um, and his name is Jeff. And when he gets out and they get him into an apartment and they get him a job, we're going to actually write a story about how Clear Path took this guy off the street and and put him in rehab and, and, and changed his life. And I think that's going to be a pretty nice story. The Mercurio Law Office, we love Doug Mercurio, who I haven't billed in the last month and a half. Um, but... The, but um, but I haven't forgotten you, Doug, so don't worry. And we want to thank Doug for, uh, for sponsoring the show and for advertising. AFC Urgent Care, love Lisa Williams. She came to the bash. She gave us $2,000 for our scholarships. And she brought her husband, and she brought her son, and she brought her daughter. And they were like the last people to leave. They were with us. like They were like one of the last people to leave. Um, so we appreciate Lisa and everything that they do. And I am working on your billboard. She's trying, right. to, trying to find a billboard in Lawrence or a space to put up a billboard. And, uh, and, I, and if Octavian would ever actually call me back when he's supposed to, this would already be done. But for some reason, I've got to chase this guy all the... At election time, I didn't have to chase anybody down. At election time, I sent somebody a text. They were in my office in five minutes saying, oh, okay, well, well, I'm here. What do you need? Uh, but now that the election's over, I've got to chase people. So, right. so Octavian, you know, let's pick it up a little bit. Um, and who else do we have? And Jay, a free shout-out for JG's Ice Cream and also Pleasant Valley Landscaping. I talked to Dave Inconsoli the night of the bash. He says they're not looking for any more help, oh. uh, but they are taking on new jobs. So if you need landscaping, somebody asked me on Facebook the other day if I knew a good landscaper, and I steered them over to, uh, to Dave Inconsoli. We love that guy. And boy I, boy, I hope that guy runs for office. Boy, to have somebody like that in office, somebody who just kind of calls it like it is yeah. and doesn't play the – Manipulative political games. It's that, that that would be great to have a guy like yeah. that. Um, and so, do, do we forget anybody else? No. And a free shout out also to uh, Dawn at Dawn Sign Tech. I haven't had a chance to have lunch with her in the last month or so. We usually do like a once a month thing. So what? I was just looking at the comments. I'm gonna get <coughs> Karina. Uh, excuse me. Uh, said that Pegasus House is for females, 18 to 25 years old. We would love to open a men's program, but need to raise money to open one. Let's right. get it done together. Oh, all right. Well, then there we, then Look, we, need, then we need to go to Sal's and get some lunch. And, there we and go. We, I do all there of my business at Sal's now. That's like my new, that's my new out of office office. We go to Salvatore's because A, the food is great. Um, B, mm-hmm. the, the, the environment is awesome. And the people who work there are just so incredible. Like you, you order food and then you stay for two hours and they're not trying to rush you out the door like most restaurants yeah. are like that. Um, right. oh, do, we, do we have our, our guest on the line? Yeah, Is that she's what I'm just saying? waiting in the green room until right. we're done with the sponsors. And the outstanding. Uh, and, and did we put out like some, um, some good like hors d'oeuvres and stuff for her in the green yeah, room? Virtual. Yeah, virtual. Right. Okay, yeah. very, very good. We have on the line. So we've been t- chatting just a little bit at the beginning of the show about Daybreak and Pegasus. Um, I love Daybreak. I haven't really spent a lot of time over at Women's View or um, Pegasus House, mostly because it's for women, and it's usually like women who've got like restraining orders and stuff, and they kind of have, you know, had some negative experiences with men. So I, I, I think I went in there once, and somebody was like, "Hey, you know, they're not used to guys coming in here." So okay. I've kind of like not. I've, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, yeah. um, but at some point I will go down there and we'll write a nice story about that. But on the line, I believe we have in. Please correct me if I get it wrong. Is it is it Liz Bakanowski? You got it correct. How well about, done. How about that? <laughs> On the first try, that doesn't happen yep. too often. So, Liz, you're the Never director said. of development for the Psychological Center, and you guys have this big fundraiser coming up, and we want to help you guys promote it because you guys do great work in the community. Why don't you tell people what you guys are up to? 
Thank you so much. We really appreciate you having us on. Um, you know, we're really excited for this event. This is our first big in-person fundraising event since prior to COVID. Um, we haven't had a Kentucky Derby fundraiser since 2019. So we are just so excited to be able to be hosting this again, um, you know, this year. So it's going to be on May 6th. It's at the Haverhill Country Club at 530. We have tickets on sale through Eventbrite. Um, and then it's going to it's just going to be a really fun event. You know, it's not one of those fundraisers, you know, where people are just doing speeches the whole time. Um, you know, as important and great as those are, this one is, you know, you get really involved. We have games, we have um, contests, you know, we're going to have best dress contests. We're going to have some professional dancers um, actually teaching some dances to, you know, to the guests. Um, we'll have a great buffet, you know, with Southern Fair you know, food items. Um, we'll be watching the Derby as well since it is on the, the day of the Derby. So it's just a really, you know, fun, interactive event, um, you know, for the community. And that's May 6th. That's on a Saturday? Correct. Yep. Saturday. So how do people, if people want to um, sponsor the event, because you guys are looking for sponsors too, right? Like that that's we how you are. guys help pay your expenses. Yep. So we are definitely still looking for sponsors. Um, we're also looking for donations of raffle items, um, gift cards, and we have a couple large item donations that we're still looking for, and these will be for the auction. Um, so we're looking for a scratch ticket basket. So just a, you know, a bunch of scratch tickets between, you know, 500 and a thousand dollars, um, any sports tickets, if people have season tickets, um, to, you know, to any of the, the local teams, um, you know, if they can't commit to a date now, as, as long as they can commit to, you know, to, providing the tickets, you know, that would be great. So any Celtics, Patriots, Bruins um, would be great. And um, then as far as sponsorship goes, we have a number of different sponsorship levels. We have one for um, $500. We have one for um, $1,500, one for $3,000, and one for $5,000. So, you know, we certainly are still looking for sponsors. Um, each level, you know, comes with, you know, we can provide different things. Um, tickets are included in the first three levels, um, as well as some marketing um, and things like that. And I can certainly provide more information, uh, you know, if anyone wants to directly contact me. So now, let's say you raise a bunch of money, and hopefully you do, and we're going to try and help you do that. Where does yeah. that money go? Talk to people about about where they're donating. How is their donation helping the community? Absolutely. So all of the proceeds raised from this event will go towards um, helping our three programs. So we run Daybreak Shelter, which is a homeless shelter for adult men and women, individuals, um, and transitional age youth. It's located in Lawrence, Massachusetts. You know, so we are always in need of support for, for that program. Um, we also run Women's View and Pegasus House, which, and I know you spoke a little bit about it at the mm -hmm. beginning, um, but those are both substance misuse disorder programs for women. Pegasus House is for women 18 to 24, and uh, Women's View is for women 25 and older. And it's a 12-month program, so, you know, the women are there for, you know, an extended period of time, and we really like to be able to provide them with anything they need so that they can really focus on their recovery, on, you know, getting better, being able to get back into the community, um, you know. So all all proceeds will go towards those three programs and is, supporting is is that a is that a live-in program? Do they do they stay there yeah. or uh, oh, so it is? So they stay there, yeah. And and so, so so for that one year, you're really immersing them in all the things that they're going to need to try and and prosper once they get out. Exactly, exactly. Outstanding. Um, 
if you guys raise a lot of money, can you fix that pothole outside of daybreak? Because it's killing my suspension every Wednesday night when we pull in. Oh my gosh, same. I, same same here. I know. It's a, it's quite the hazard. We'll do the best we can. All right. Okay. Very good. Um, but we're certainly, you know, one thing we are really hoping to do in the next, you know, in the, the upcoming years, you know, COVID, we really had to kind of take a step back um, from the fundraising. We had so many other things to focus on. So we would really love to be able to move Daybreak to a larger building mm -hmm. um, to provide transitional housing as well. So that is one of our goals, um, you know, in the upcoming future. So Hopefully that's something that's on the horizon and, you know, all, you know, the proceeds from this event will go towards, you know, a lot of the things that need we need for the immediate time at the program. So then we can kind of use other fundraising efforts to go towards, um, you know, those bigger goals. I know I've spoken with uh, Mayor DePino a number of times about um, your need for a new facility. Mm -hmm. And I've also spoken with Estella Reyes and Francisco Polina, your state representatives, about that exact thing. And hopefully they're working with you guys on it. Sometimes I, I go in and we talk about these things, then they do things on their own and don't tell me what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if, uh, if you guys need any help with that, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to facilitate you know, helping you any way that I can. Um, at the, can you talk a little bit in detail about the, the daybreak? I know that uh, a lot of people think it's just a homeless shelter, like where people go in, they sleep, and then they leave in the morning. But I know you guys have some really great programs associated with that to help people with like... Uh, learning about personal finances and helping them get jobs and things like that. Can you just talk about some of the some of the things that are associated with Daybreak people may not know? Absolutely. Um, it's funny. You know, we call Daybreak our hidden gem because, you know, again, a lot of people, as you mentioned, don't know about all that we do at Daybreak. So, you know, while it is a homeless shelter, you know, we provide, you know, food, we provide housing, um, you know, for the people there. We also provide so much more. So, one of the things upon when somebody, you know, arrives at the, at the shelter, we kind of triage them. So we figure out what services they need. We figure out if they need, you know, mental health services, if they need substance um, disorder, you know, treatment services, if they need, you know, obviously if they need to get a job, we'll support them with that. Um, housing is another huge thing. So we really try to, upon, you know, them entering, figure out what supports they need. And then, you know, from that point on, we really focus on providing them with those supports so that they are you know, really set up to succeed once they're able to leave the shelter. So there is no time limit, like amount of time that somebody can be in the shelter. It's however long it takes them to get either back on their feet, you know, or um, stabilized in permanent housing. So we don't, you know, kick somebody out after 30 days. So however long they need to be there, they're there for. Um, we have an amazing housing manager who supports the guests there with, you know, housing searches, um, with applying to, you know, different programs, whether it be, you know, a transitional housing program, um, you know, subsidized housing, things like that. So she really supports the guests there in finding housing. Um, we have, you know, supports with jobs, um, job searching as well, and, you know, um, job placement training. Um, one of the things I was working, for, I, I actually wrote a grant for recently was to, to expand our job, um, our placement training there. So we'll see, hopefully we'll be able to expand that a bit in the future as well. Um, and then, you know, we have um, case management as well. So, you know, we focus on if any of these guests need mental health um, treatment, if they need substance misuse disorder treatment, you know, we really um, try to get, get those services provided to them as soon as possible so that they can really stabilize and be able to work towards, you know, finding employment, finding a home, um, you know, all those really important things that are the goals for all of the guests there. And you guys also help people that are addicted get into treatment programs too. Absolutely. And so I we're actually, 
the, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but okay. um, we're actually the only wet shelter in, in this area. So what that means is that we um, will not turn somebody away who comes in under the influence of drugs or alcohol. They cannot bring them onto the premises, but they are able to come in under the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when that, you know, when they come in, we obviously, you know, don't send them away. We provide them with um, a safe place to stay for the time being. Um, and we really try to get them into a detox program. So, um, or, a, or substance misuse disorder program, a lot of women who come in under the influence will go to one of our other programs. So whether it be Women's View or Pegasus House, and then if they need to come back to the shelter, you know, we're able to provide them space at the shelter. So that's a huge component of what we do as well. Um, you know, supporting individuals in their recovery that way. How did you get involved in this? How did you, I I was looking at your Facebook page right before we went on and I saw you wearing a Veterans Northeast Outreach t-shirt and I thought, gee, I wonder if she worked there. I did. So it's funny you ask because I just briefly heard um, you speaking about the veteran who you had just gotten into treatment. And um, you mentioned Yanitza, who is a former coworker of mine. And I, I just loved hearing that story. It was, you know, that's really how I got into doing this work um, was supporting veterans and, you know, supporting them in, in their recovery and, and housing. So I did work for um, VNOC. I was working for their SSVF program. So I was, you know, assisting veterans um, finding housing and, and doing, you know, kind of case management supportive services as well as um, community outreach. And then I started really getting involved in fundraising there. And that's where I sort of found my love for fundraising, which brought me to where I am now. Oh, that's great! I'm I'm pretty good at fundraising too. We'll try and do yeah, do what we, we can. Definitely are. To, we'll definitely try to help you out with that as as much as we can. So you, uh, we, did you go, like go to school for this? Is this something that you set out to do, or is it something you kind of fell into? So I kind of fell into it. I did go to school. I have a degree in human services. Um, so initially, I was doing more um, like direct direct care work, and I had planned on getting a um, master's in social work. And as I sort of got involved in the in more, you know, direct care kind of case management work um, and also fundraising, I, I realized that I did have, you know, as I mentioned, a love for fundraising um, and you know, sort of the event planning, the reaching, you know, community outreach kind of work. So, um, and it's funny because about, I don't know, 15 years ago when I was just starting my, uh, my career, I, you know, thought about going into fundraising and, um, I, I actually kind of got a little scared off cause I met with a director of development at, at one of the big universities and they were, you know, had a, a law degree and all these things. And I was like, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll never be able to do that. You know, um, but here I am now, so it's it's always kind of been a dream in the back of my head. But and I'm just you know so grateful to be able to do this now. And, and Karina is just a wonderful, you know, CEO and and supporter and boss, um, you know, to work for. So she's just been fabulous with with supporting me in the work that we do. That's great. Uh, so can you give some contact information if people want to donate, if they want to sponsor, if they just want to buy tickets? How much are the tickets to go? So the tickets are one twenty five um, for one ticket, and then we are also selling tables for a discounted price of eleven hundred dollars, and that's okay. a table of ten. Okay, all right, great. And how do they contact you guys for? Um, t- can you can you sponsor on the Eventbrite page, or is that just for tickets? That would just be for tickets. But if they are interested in sponsoring, um, they can reach out directly to me, and I can provide them with any of the information that they need for that. So the best way to contact me is my email. Um, and I apologize to everybody. It's very long. Um, I'll spell it out. It's Liz.Bakanowski at psychologicalcenter.com. So that's L-I-Z dot 
B A K I N O W S K I at psychologicalcenter.com. Nice Irish name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right. I, I just put that in the uh, in the comments so people can people can email you out. Uh, is there anything else you wanna you wanna impart on uh, with our viewers? Uh, as far as uh, what you guys are up to over there and uh, and how people can help. Are you looking for workers? Are you looking for, are you, is, is there other stuff that you guys need? Absolutely. So, you know, we're always, with all of our programs being residential programs and with, you know, our guests coming in with very little, um, if anything, you know, we always are in need of um, donations of like hygiene products, um, socks, you know, clothing donations, um, food donations. We provide three meals at all programs. Um, you know, so food is, if so, you know, even if a group of, you know, a church group or a, you know, a group of friends want to come in and cook dinner at Daybreak Shelter, you know, we always love to have that. Um, we love people from the community getting involved, coming and seeing what we do, um, you know, in person. So we really love when people do that. Um, if you want to donate time as a volunteer, you know, we're always looking for volunteers for various things. Um, and, you know, also a great way to get involved is to obviously, you know, come to this event that we're having. You know, it's again, you know, you can hear a little bit about what we do, um, you know, have a lot of fun and, and it should be a really good time. Well, that sounds great. I'm so glad to have had you uh, with us today. And um, I, I'm going to be there if I can, and then most likely I will be able to because it's a Saturday and it's not 10 a.m. in the morning, right? Uh, well, by the way, what time does it start? 5.30. <laughs> in the evening. Correct. 5.30 uh, in the evening. Uh, yep. You had me at evening. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, as you know. Liz, oh, I feel yeah. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we'll have you on again. Maybe we'll have you and, and Karina come into the podcast some afternoon. And, uh, and go over some more, you know, details about what you guys do and maybe tell some great stories. Maybe even bring somebody in that, you know, success story that, uh, that you guys have been, uh, been working with. Yeah, that would be fantastic. You know, one thing we, we really do love to share the, the stories of our, our guests here. You know, it's when people, you know, can hear where that, you know, the money and the, the donations are really going to. I think it makes such a huge impact. So we would love to do that. And we can't tell you how much we appreciate your support with everything. And, and thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, well, thank you so much. And if there's a restaurant or a food place out there that uh, wants to do something good for the community uh, and you want to go to Daybreak and donate uh, you know, some food for them for their, for their dinner or for lunch or whatever, uh, please reach out to them. Or if you're on my page, just reach out to me and I'll steer you guys to the, to the uh, Daybreak or the Psychological Center or Pegasus House or Women's View. Is there another one? Is it just the three? Just the three, correct. Okay. Yep. All right. For some reason, I thought there was another one in there. Well, Liz, thank you so much for, for coming on and thank uh, Karina for setting this up on such short notice. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thank you, Liz. All right. That was pretty good. I love I love Daybreak. Yeah. I love Daybreak. And you know, I was working with them, you know, a little bit here and there whenever we found somebody on the street that needed something and I'd go over to Karina and she'd help out. But I really I, I really gained like my um the level of respect that I have now really came when we found this guy Louis Rosalie on the street at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we thought he was dead. And he was laying on the, he was just laying on the ground, like on, in the middle of Broadway. And, you know, we, we, he was just sleeping. Like we didn't know, like we tried to wake him up. We couldn't wake him up. And then after a few minutes he woke up and it turned out the guy was just exhausted from walking around all the time. And he wasn't from Lawrence. And I said, what are you doing laying on the street? There's a homeless shelter, literally a block and a half from here. He didn't know cause he wasn't from the area. And oh. I called Karina at two in the morning 
And she called over there, and even though they were full, they took him in and they found a spot for him. And that was the day that I said, you know what? No matter no matter what they need, I'm going to be there to try and help them out yeah. because you know I, I'm a late night guy. I'm out late at night, two, three, four in the morning sometimes. And most people don't answer their phone at that time. And I I I hesitate to even call people at that time because most people are sleeping. But Karina was in bed and she, she took the call. And then she not only took the call, but she didn't say, "Okay, call me in the morning." And rolled over and went back to sleep. She called over there and made, and made sure that they had room. And then there was a couple of times where Lewis kind of fell off the wagon and didn't show back up. And and I called her a couple of times and said, I found Lewis. Can we get him back in? And she said, well, we really shouldn't because he didn't show up. But you know what? Bring him down and we'll take care of him. So uh, I love you, Karina, for that. And, you know, there's been a numerous other things, too, that have happened since then. But that was, to me, that was the day that I was like, I had always had a respect for what they do over there. And I always liked Karina. But with the day that that happened, I was like, you know what? This is somebody who's part of the Valley Patriot right. family. Just like when I call Randy at 3 a.m. and he's in friggin' Vermont and he drives down to help a veteran. So that's always great. So we get about uh, 10 minutes left. Um, I want to thank our sponsors one more time because um, we sometimes go through a whole show without thanking As them. As I said, so. I think we might have missed them last week. Right. Yeah. McClendon Real Estate, Century 21. JG's Ice Cream. I am going to definitely grab a frap on my way home uh, today before I stop at Pirelli's. Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Mercurio Law Office. I love Doug Mercurio. He's a good guy. AFC Urgent Care, Clear Path for Veterans, New England. Um, and they were at TMF last night, which was really nice. They came awesome. out all the way up from I think their uh, home base is in Devons. They came all the way up from Devons um, for TMF. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. <coughs> Barali's Deli, who I said. Uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Marston and Sun Construction. The Zany Pesci Law Office and uh, McLennan Real Estate. We also got to get uh, Paul Lambert in here, too. I'm going to bring in an ad for Paul because he's um, he's been uh, he's been increasing his ad buys with us and we want to throw him a free sponsorship on the show to thank him for that um so we haven't talked politics in a while uh we haven't gotten to any like you know the local stuff um because of the bash and because of all the things going on but while we were while we were away while we were doing bash stuff and not paying that much attention to what's going on in Methuen, we had a few things happen um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We only have eight minutes, so I'm not gonna talk extensively about it. But I want to play this video for you. This is. Uh, this was posted. Well, I'm gonna say it was posted a, at least a. Oh, it says two weeks ago, but I don't think it was two eight weeks. I think it was like a week and a half ago. Uh, Neil Perry. I don't know who advised him to do this. And you know, I'm not a big fan of Neil, but um, but I, I do wish him well, and I want him to get better. Um, I don't know who advised him to do this, but boy, that person should be firing, fired immediately because, um, well, let's just play it and then we'll talk about it. Hello, Methuen. It's Mayor Neil Perry. And oh boy, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. Uh, as many of you may or may not know, uh, I'm here in rehab hospital based on an experience that happened to me during a routine dialysis appointment. But the good news is I'm on the mend and I'm working on these legs to get them back in shape. I just wanted to say thank you to all the elected officials and department leaders who picked up the slack in my absence, but I'm thrilled to tell you tonight that I'm back to work remotely and addressing the city's issues uh, day to day. And, and boy, does it feel good to do so. Uh, if you haven't talked to me or if you've got something that you need to talk to me about, feel free to email me or contact City Hall. I also wanted to thank all the well-wishers who reached out and told me, uplifted me with their messages. 
Um, I'm going to close by saying, while we're going through this, while I'm working remotely, even though my legs aren't working, the city remains in good hands. Thank you and good night. Yeah. Uh, where do you start? Right? Like, where do you start? Uh, first of all, whoever advised him to do that, they, they, should be, they should be gone immediately. Because I know what he was trying to convey. What he was trying to convey is that he's on the mend and he's doing well. But when you look at him, he does not look like he's doing well at all. And the visual is always more important than what people say, uh, especially when the public is interpreting stuff like this. Uh, so I, I, I watched this and my first thought was, boy, I, I hope he's not lying. I hope he is doing better because it doesn't look like he's doing better. Right. Um, and, and quite frankly, and again, I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Neil anymore. We, 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 we've had issues, but that has nothing to do with whether or not I want him to get better. I do want him to get better. However, however, and it's a tough topic because I don't want people to say, oh, you're kicking the guy while he's sick, but I don't know how you run a city from a hospital bed or from a rehab bed. I don't know how you run a city remotely. I mean, you can do that temporarily, maybe for a few weeks, but how do you do that like on a regular basis? Like, how do you do that indefinitely? I, I can't imagine that all of the work being, that needs to be done to keep the city of Methuen uh, going um, the way that it should be, I, I don't see how that can work with a guy that's like doing it from a hospital bed or a rehab bed. And again, this is not, any, this is not to kick the guy while he's down, but he's also running for re-election. And I'm, I'm not sure who's advising him. It certainly isn't me. Because if it was me, I would be telling him, I don't know that you should be running for re-election. I mean, how horrible would it be to run for re-election in that condition and then lose? Um, I, I, I know that there's a number of people who have told me, no, 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 Tom, he's not going to run. His ego will not let him not run. I, I don't believe for a minute he's not running. But if he doesn't run, you know that this is going to be, this is going to, uh, this is going to be like a clown car. If he doesn't run. You're going to have every single, mem almost every member of the city council was going to be running for that spot. In fact, I think whether he runs or not, I think Jessica's going to run. That's from what I'm hearing. I think Jessica Finnecaro is going to run. And she would do a good job as mayor. I think she'd be a good mayor. I don't know that she can get there, though. Uh, you're going to have Steve Sable will, will throw his name in. The minute Neil says he's not running, Sable will throw his name in. I'm hearing Samad might throw his name in. I know Jessica's going to run. Um, McCarty ran for state rep, so he's obviously looking for something else, so he may run. Um, and the only person that I actually thinks should run, who I think would be a great mayor, is not running, and that's Eunice Ziegler, the city council president. Like, she's one of the few people on that council that has no agenda at all. Like, she's one of the few people on that council that literally does judge everything based on the merits of each uh, proposal that comes before her on the council table, I think Jessica kind of does that too, but for the most part, guys, guys on that on that city council are voting against something because the person who made the motion they don't like them or or you know they don't like the people involved or or, or any of that stuff. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a very crowded field if Neil doesn't run, and I don't know how he does. Quite frankly, I don't know how he runs. It, it's it's physically taxing. And I'm, and I'm understating it because I've run for office before. And I didn't run for mayor, but I ran citywide for school committee in Lawrence. To run a citywide election of any kind is physically taxing. It's physically stressful. And I know a lot of people who do it and have physical issues afterwards because of all the stress. And, you know, people attack your family. People attack you personally. Um, you know, it's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of debates. It's a lot of 
handshaking. It's a lot of knocking on doors. And I don't know that he's capable of doing that. I, I don't. Now, could he win anyways if he runs from a hospital bed? Yeah, he probably could. Like, he probably could. Because the elderly love this guy. Partly thanks to me. Not that I ever got the thanks out of it. But, but the elderly love this guy. They see him as one of them. And they're cheering him on. And even though he's obviously not physically capable of doing the job. I'm just going to say what everybody else is thinking and is afraid to say it. He's obviously not physically capable of doing the job. He still could run and win from a hospital bed, and I'm just going to say that right out. Uh, I think he could. Uh, How horrible would it be if he didn't, though? I mean, I think you talk about stress on someone's body. To run a campaign to put up with all that stress and then not win would would physically be debilitating, I think, to, uh, to Mr. Perry. But we do wish him well. Um, I, I really honestly think he should probably just step aside. Uh, I've, been, I've been holding on to that for a while because you know how my enemies in Methuen are going to take that and twist it about how I'm kicking the guy while he's down. And he, he, we all know the people involved that are going to take what I say and they're going to try and make me look like the bad guy. I really don't care if you try to make me look like the bad guy. I'm just really saying what I really believe. And what I really believe is the guy should step aside. DJ Beauregard, not a big fan, but he, he stepped in. And he was acting mayor for, I think, about a month or so. Everyone that I spoke with at City Hall said, even there's two people in City Hall that really don't like DJ, who said, I ran into them one day and they said, yeah, you know what? I don't like the guy, but boy, the guy's stepping up. He's really doing a decent job. Um, I think he should step aside, let DJ be the acting mayor. And then we all know DJ wants to be mayor, like in the worst way, like, like the guy can taste it. And, and I think DJ is going to run if Neil doesn't run. And quite frankly, the game that might be getting played here, because this is politics, is Neil might be telling people he's running, only so that at the very last minute, he doesn't turn his papers in, and they put in uh, DJ, so that DJ has f- less competition. Um, it's going to be very interesting mayor's race. It's going to be very interesting council race. The city council in Methuen, I think seven of the nine councilors... I think I have that right. Six or seven of the nine councils can't run again. They're, they're termed out. So you're going to have a whole new council in come January. And we are going to try to have some debates here. We'll have some of the candidates on so that you guys know where they stand on stuff. And hopefully they will come in. If they don't, it's at their own peril. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, look at that. We finished before the zero mark today. How, how often does that happen? I'm proud of you. How often does that happen? I know that the I can already, if you listen really carefully, you can hear people in Methuen City Hall writing the hate mail. Duncan said Perry should die. That's you know that's what I'm going to be getting in my inbox later on. Oh boy. Um, I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21, JG's Ice Cream, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, AFC Urgent Care, the Mercurial Law Office, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Borelli's, you got to try the um, the uh, spinach ravioli. I haven't the talked about that in a while. It's actually yeah. it's actually really good. I grabbed it by accident. I thought I was grabbing the butternut squash ravioli, uh-huh. and I grabbed the wrong one one day. That's usually how I end up finding new things that I like by mistake. Happy and it was accident. and it was really good. Not to mention the really hot sausages. And by the way, go in and say hi to Don Smeriglio. He's a pretty good guy. Uh, Marsan and Sun Construction, the Zanny Pesci Law Office. And I think I already said McLennan Real Estate, Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Did we get everybody AFC, JG's? Yep, we did. I want to thank Chrissy, my fine, fine producer. You're welcome. Does a great job every week. Do what I can. And next week, we're going to have a kind of an explosive political show. Oh, my favorite. I'm going to be coming in with the salaries of the people in Methuen and how much they're making. 
And we're going to compare it to like a couple of years ago when city councilors and the mayor were pounding their fists saying, this can't stand. We cannot, we cannot have this. And now they're doing the same thing. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.